Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So, back at shop is recording now and playing on three. One, two, and three. I wasn't going to do this one, but I decided I, I, I need to. New music. These are the confessions of a band geek. Time to get personal. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. Uh, these are the confessions of a band geek. Reminiscing, thinking how I got to where I'm at. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kind of sort of like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me, me. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Fifth grade, I remember it like yesterday. I saw the band and decided I wanted to play. I tried the trombone and the sax, but that wasn't fun. I always had rhythm, so I wanted to play the drums. But ain't nothing happening, I guess it was too late. I decided I ain't want to play them anyway. Then the director told <laughs> then the director told me give the coronet a try Handed it to me and told me to try to make a sound Watching the hands to make sure I had the form down Couple people staring so I'm not trying to look stupid now Played it so loud I had everyone looking around From that moment I decided it was all Fifth and sixth grade passed I was still going strong Seventh grade my folks were glad I was serious about something Moms took me up to Sadler's and bought me my own trumpet <laughs> For real before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week Um, 8th grade at Waldo, everything switched That's when I met Mr. Conrad and Mr. Tripp New beginnings, never seen nothing like this Private school to public school, I had to get a grip Met a gang of homies that I loved like my brothers Straight clowning up in class, couldn't tell us nothing Walked to school every day with Louis Otero Was taken way too soon, we'll see you again though Freshman year at East High, man it flew by Still all up in my shell, I was super shy Was cool with all the jocks cause my brother hooped My cousins Trees and Ann had me plugged with all the ladies too Sophomore year, it felt like having pep band Playing in the stands, drunk off 211 At the games, me and Vernon used to wild out And all my fellow band geeks know what I'm talking about Straight up <laughs> Before I even learned how to rap These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week The year was when I started skipping class My mom had found out I guarantee she kicked me Did football one year and also did track I threw the shot put in the disc but really I was whacked 
playing the trumpet was the only thing I stuck with And that was only cause my moms wouldn't let me quit Hardly took my horn home being lazy I was good and that's what drove Mr. Kaja shot crazy Can't forget the day he told me he was disappointed Said I could've done something with the music if I wanted and walking is a parade marching, that's where my vision to be and an artist really got started. But everything I know now, I wish I knew it then. I would have realized this music is my calling. So all the shorties coming up, remember no matter what, time is precious, don't waste it, no stalling. Go all in. Throw back before I even learn how to rap. Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me me and if I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week these are the confessions of a band geek rise and shine pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to good morning Aurora news weather and really cool interviews Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. means a whole hell of a difference it means it means the difference between getting it and not getting it capturing it and not capturing it. the shot the cut all of that shout out monica good morning aurora good morning aurora good morning aurora good morning aurora the time is now 8 a.m and you are listening to jeanette splinting on good morning aurora the second largest city's first Daily News Podcast. Yay! 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 All right, look a little tired. Look a little tie-tie today. There Curtis. is no such thing as tired. I'm happy because those okay. claps... Those From claps, our live in-studio audience. Those claps were for you at home. They're for us. We appreciate that. But they are claps for the world. That's what they are. It's Friday. We all made it to our collective weekend here. We hope that you guys are doing good. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. good. I got good. the rest of the day off today. So that's oh, always, word up. Yeah. 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 Good. Rooms to run. Doctors appointments. These boring things, but you know. How many of y'all got the Not being at work is not being at work, right? Uh, <laughs> if any of you guys have a day off, let us know in the chat. But also, let's keep it. Let's keep it moving. Let us know how you're doing in the chat today with an emoji. Right. Put that in there. You can always tell that it's my day off because I'm wearing my Aurora AF t-shirt, right? Which is not generally off appropriate, is what they tell me. That'll get you sent to <laughs> HR. That'll yeah. get you it's like to going HR. to the dean's office back in back at West Aurora. I can't tell you how many times I got called down to the dean's office for inappropriate clothing. Um, <laughs> and here we are. Here we, here we are. Turns out, Keeping for any alive. high schoolers listening, your permanent record is not a real thing. 
they don't it doesn't matter yeah no don't let them get to don't college let them shake you. so long as you get to college man it doesn't matter and they don't really pay attention to that they just want to know you know like calculus or whatever it's fine all right <laughs> so we got uh we got some things to go over today we got stuff to chop up and we've got a uh, holiday cheer for you as well Oh my goodness, Ben Geller, what's up? Maria Chirito, Norma Peterson, good morning, Gams, fam. Good Dev morning. Dev Sturges, Jennifer Ryan Mayton. And I'm gonna do. I'm I trying to. I'm gonna do the, the. I'm gonna keep up on the feed today. I never. I'm not multitasking with the social media and the talking at the same time is not me. I'm gonna go for it. I think I can do it. Okay. okay. Um, we'll so see. first things first, <laughs> we've got a number of activities for the weekend. We do. Oh correct? my God. This weekend. Look, guys, winter is coming. It's getting cold and awful out. Uh, but we have so many things for you to do in Aurora mm -hmm. this week to make you try and believe that that is not just a horrible, awful thing and that the next four months are going to be terrible. So uh, <laughs> the first thing is uh, the city's Winter Lights Celebration, which is happening tonight in downtown Aurora. Uh, it starts at 6 p.m. It is a free family event, and it's on Downer Place from Broadway uh, to River Street. Uh, and if your car is parked in downtown Aurora right now, look for the signs, because you got to move it at 1 o'clock or they will tow you. Okay. So just FYI, this is like every parade year. There's always someone, someone like got drunk and left their car downtown and whatever, and that's fine. But you got to go get it before 1 o'clock. So, because they got parades, they got kids, you can't be driving through there, right? So, right. but they do the whole, they do the parade, which stops off at 6.30, and it's, uh, there's 20 units of the parade, and they light up all of the floats uh, and stuff. It's really cute, and they have the people in costumes, um, and they've got the, they'll do the winner of the 2021 Winter Lights Window Decorating Contest with all the downtown businesses. Um, they've got DJ Swabby Smooth there. Uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus are flying in from the North Pole. Um, we're going to light the tree. Uh, and uh, there's fireworks, of course. Best viewing is from the East uh, Downer Place Bridge. So FYI for that. And then Santa uh, and Mrs. Claus will be at Wickwood House from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Um, to take pictures. That's Where are the fireworks being lit from? Um, they are lit over the river on like this, like south of downtown. Okay. So like, I think it's like the Comed or like the, uh, that scrubland down there, like from that property. Cause they got to light them off from where no one can get to them. Right. Um, okay. but, uh, so I think if you want to be on the Downer Place Bridge, like, I don't, I don't know, but it says right here, be on the Downer Place Bridge. So, okay. and that's the inside info. So East Downer Place Bridge is where you want to look at them from. Um, and then uh, the thing that the organizers, uh, shout out to the special events team, City of Aurora. Um, Mike Nelson, what up? That's right. The thing that they are most excited for, uh, singing porta potties. So look for that. They're called Jingle Johns. <laughs> Mad corny. I saw corny. I saw the video of what the Jingle Johns look like. Um, and so if you are looking for an experience this evening, unlike any you've ever had when you've needed to pee outside at a show or something, um, you downtown Aurora tonight, it'll be right uh, just west of Charlie's Creamery on Stolp Avenue. All so right. Jingle Johns. It oh. looks really impressive, guys. That's very cool. <laughs> Um, so, and it starts at 6, 
It starts at 6, parade steps off at 6.30. Don't be one of those people who tries to show up at like 6.25 to go to the parade. Don't do that. Just like be there by, be there around 6. Wear all your layers. It's cold yes. out there. Like just layers, layers, guys, layers. So it's super fun. Um, and then afterwards you see a bunch of people at all of the bars and social clubs dressed up in their costumes still because everyone was freezing cold and they decided to go warm up. Right in the bars, all the so well, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we hope that if you guys are if you guys are going favorite. out there tonight, peep it out, check it out. Uh, shouts out now. Um, we've also got a story, we got Didn't that bleed into the, uh, yep. the Coco Crawl joint. Well, so Coco Crawl is that uh, we're not even there yet because we got that's so Friday, many yeah. that's next, like that's the third. So we're not even there. We're like, guys, there's a whole more, there's more stuff this week coming. There's so much more stuff. Uh, so tomorrow so we've got tonight we've got uh winter lights tomorrow uh is the um the tomahawk turkey trot 5k which is an unfortunate name so they're trying to like meld the tomcats and the blackhawks and the it comes it's a little cringy but the turkey trot let's just call it that uh is a great fundraiser for uh both the east and west aurora school districts uh foundations education foundations which you know kind of give the extra supplies and stuff to the teachers um so um and scholarships and things like that to kids so two great organizations the tr the um uh a route the 5k route that they're doing on Saturday morning uh, is right along the river so which is so it'll be a really pretty run and then you finish the run um, crossing the uh, the bridge uh, like the new pedestrian footbridge and then I think you can get a beer afterwards so yeah you get uh, a a draft beer or non-alcoholic beverage at Two Brothers Roundhouse uh, during the post-race celebration where they give out the medals and stuff like that so like Give some money to the kids. Get go have a fun run. Get, get the shirt. You get a beer. Like, come on, that's a pretty good morning. So, um, registration is still open. You can register day of the event. We'll put the link or whatever in there. It's cheaper if you do it today, I think, and then you pick up packets tonight or tomorrow morning. So, very cool. Yeah. Shouts so out to our friends of the A. Double E F and the uh, A Plus Foundation. That's right. Uh, representing Aurora's East Side District 131 and West 129. Uh, they are a tax exempt non for profit corporation directed and governed by a volunteer board of private citizens. Awesome people. Now it's 460 so, registrants thus far. Yeah, so there you go. Dang. Knock 30 bucks off your taxes too while you're at it. So. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> it's if cheaper you, to yeah. keep her. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, okay, so we got that. We got uh, we got Friday. We got Saturday. So what's happening Sunday? Sunday! Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Right. Monster truck. No, it's not a monster truck rally. It's an interfaith community Thanksgiving service. Ah, yes. I know. Not to be confused with the monster truck not rally. Not to be confused with the monster truck rally, which if we could combine those, A, it would be the most American thing ever, and B, <laughs> like, I would go. <laughs> would you not go to that? I would go to no, that. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't go to a monster truck rally that was also an interfaith Thanksgiving circus. I, no. I like just a feature to add. Shots out on the news, though. I got you with the shots out on the news all day. Oh, <laughs> Lord. You know what? Hit the clap button. Bianca Camargo is here. <laughs> Alyssa O'Connor. 
Pam Barrero. Okay, so Interfaith Thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, this is an event that I really love uh, that the city has been doing for, not the city, but uh, faith-based or organizations in the city have been doing for, this is the 14th year, mm -hmm. and uh, every year a different uh, organization hosts it, uh, but they get together and they have a big Thanksgiving um, celebration. So if you are just beaten down by a world where everyone is just screaming at each other all the time and no one can get along and like we've all forgotten who we are like as a like as like a culture right of of just people who think differently but can get together right on stuff uh and and just kind of kind of love each other um this is uh this is a great event for you so it's happening this um, Sunday from 3 to 5 at St. John's A&E Church, which is the really big church out on Bilter Road. It's the first black congregation outside of Chicago, so which is cool. Um, and it's, it's huge. Um, and they will, um, the service and all of that will include uh, churches, churches and faith communities from all Lit. over, from like, so we've got Methodists, we've got the Sikh community, uh, St. Joseph's Catholic Church will be there, Temple B'nai Israel, the Orchard community, Hala, that's my home, my home crew, uh, the, Church of, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? So the Mormon Church, the, uh, the other Jewish congregation, because when you have uh, three, the, the joke uh, that they once told me when the new Jewish congregation in town started was if you have three Jews, you have two uh, synagogues, right? Because they like to like splinter over different like like everyone's got their own belief of like no, here's how we interpret this little weird scripture, and then they're like this is how we interpret our weird little scripture. Any yeah, thanks. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, the um, uh, New England Congregational Baha'i the Baha'i community and Al Aqsa I can't pronounce it the mosque in town Al Aqsa the Muslim community. Thank you. According uh, to uh, reports, this looks like it'll be a uh, absolutely fantastic event. Yeah. Um, shouts out to a great community for putting this together. Yes, it, it'll be really great. Um, go to it. Uh, feel enlivened and enriched. And you know, if your family fights at Thanksgiving and you need like a Thanksgiving that doesn't suck, like go go to this. Word up. Yeah. The time is now eight twelve a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We made it, and so did you, uh, Monica. If you would be, you would be so kind. Please take us to a commercial. Let us know what's happening on a local tip. Good morning and happy Friday. Here are your local headlines. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chat. Tomorrow, there will be a Know Your Rights Forum from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Sacred Heart Church, located at 755 Fulton Street. Representatives from Family Focus, the LCLAA, and World Relief will be there to answer questions regarding immigration. Hosted by State Representative Barbara Hernandez, Alderwoman Juani Garza, and our friends Ana and Casilo Cuevas. 
Registration is required for this helpful event. You can call 630-256-3020 to do so. A vendor show supporting the Oswego Legion will be taking place this Saturday from noon to 5 p.m. at 19 West Washington Street in Oswego. Support local businesses and have a great time. For more information, you can visit the Aurora Valley Times website that I'll be sharing with you all in our chat. Monday the 22nd will be the Aurora Community Youth Friendsgiving, hosted at Alive Aurora, 78 South LaSalle Street. This is a free event from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., which will feature food and great guests, speakers, Judge Bianca Camargo and Sandra Harrison of Leaders in Transformational Education. The flyer will be shared to our social media. Right, that's right. Thank you very much. Uh, give us a round of applause for the whole world and, and that, that absolutely great news. Uh, that's wonderful. Let's, let's look, before we get into the police and the body cameras and all that, Let's do, where were we going next? Was it the Coco Crawl? You want to do Coco Crawl? I want to talk about the Coco Crawl. Yeah. Because people get their mugs. You got to get the mug. And hit the uh, the big joint. So, yes, third annual Coco Crawl is on uh, December 3rd. It's the final first Friday of the year. You get cocoa or some other chocolate thing, right, as you go to the different participating businesses right so it's um, not just high cocoa at each location it's not just no it's like cocoa and cocoa adjacent uh things right there's some vegan options there's like all kinds of like so you get the mug and you get a button and the button um it, for like 15 bucks and then you like uh, the button is kind of like your ticket that you can so you can go around to all of the different businesses um and they all have, they've all got different takes on what cocoa is. Mexican hot cocoa is kind of, or hot chocolate is kind of like a big thing, right? So there's all all kinds of stuff. So you can go, uh, oh, and it says, some venues will offer hot co- a hot cocoa drink with alcohol for patrons, uh, for which patrons will pay an additional fee. So if you want to get... Boozy. Who? Ooh, good question. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay, I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. We don't know. We'll follow up. <laughs> What you mean follow up? We'll fo- we'll fo- I will follow up on finding the boozy ones. It's not in the joke. It's not in the article. I know. I know. I'm really disappointed with this recording, too. Now you see that? Now you see that? I will find Ladies and gentlemen, look, do you see that? Look. Hold on, hold on. Pause, it. Pause that. Pause that. Hold up. We, we got to think about it. In the place where the information is coming from, how could the most... This the is not the word of the day, but poignant. How could the most <laughs> poignant piece of information not be in there? Yo, it's a party. What's the address? Uh, you know what? I got to get back to you. What? But anyway. Okay, wait, you guys. So if you go to auroradowntown.org, uh, they have uh, the magical winter guide, How to Coco Crawl. So there's like instructions. Where is the alcohol? Where I'm looking for the alcohol. <laughs> Where is oh the Bailey's going to be? Like, oh my goodness. Um, look, we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's, like, we're not going to go to another commercial. Okay. All right. Okay. Look. But I do have the locations for you. Buy the mugs because you're going to want to buy the mugs first because sometimes yeah. they, they sell out. Yes. So the mugs you can get at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum, the David L. Pierce Art and History Center, Treadwell, Wickwood House, Renew Salon and Spa, Society 57, 
Gillerson's and Super Jumbo. So you get uh, the mug on the button, and then you go around, and then you get the cocoa, and it, I still am not seeing where the booze no is. No booze. Okay. I, they're, they're, okay, so look, just yeah. come prepared with some extra cash on hand or your card or whatever. Hey, I don't to, know about... I to don't top know. off with a little, little look, something, a little baby something. I'm not going to tell nobody what to do. But, you know, where I come from, you know, you get the red solo cup. I'll be out there anyway. Like, ah, y'all ready? Like the tree, dog. Oh, goodness. We're classier. You know, I feel like Aurora used to be a red solo cup town. Uh, and now we're... Well, I'm not saying what Good Morning Aurora do. I'm just saying what I've seen Now, Now we're a fancy mug town. All right. Karina okay. Suarez Darden, good morning to you. <laughs> Jen Mendoza, good morning to you I as well. On. McCarty Mills will have champurado. Uh, Word up, word up. Y'all didn't know I could do the R's. Y'all didn't know that. I, I can't. Y'all heard it. I can't but do the R's. He can do it. He can roll his R's. I can't. Buenos I can't. Dias the second largest city's first bilingual news podcast. That's all. Yay! But okay. anyway, if you visit the um, Aurora Downtown's website, they have um, many listings <gasps> for all the things happening in winter. McCarty Mills got Coquito for five bucks. You know what? That's, yeah. There you go. Word up. Yeah. Word up. Okay. So look. left ventricle. You got to be in the know to know what we're talking about. That's the low key. That's the under. But look here. Point is, go get your mug. Yes. Yes. Be prepared. Yes. To get a little to to get warm and toasty from the hot cocoa and whatever is going in the cocoa. <laughs> yeah. Word up. That will be it. Um, now here's the other thing that's um, interesting, worth and want to bring it up. Norm Peterson says, "Let's do a Gams Fam Cocoa Crawl." Ooh, like we should all meet up at one location. I'm a. We could do that. Norma Peterson. We could do that. I mean that. I mean, my plan was to be there that night anyway. Well, no, we so. done already missed it this year. We didn't already missed it this year. We missed it this year. No, we didn't miss. I'm saying like we could just participate in the cocoa crawl, like we go. And then people people just meet us at the at the same spot. We just meet up. No, Norma, you well, was Norma, you was thinking we'll, something else, wasn't you? I know what Norma was thinking. Norma was thinking <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a GAMS for that's why she used GAMS. G A M S, the Great American Mo Norma. Just, we're gonna table that. But we'll just, table okay, it. Okay, I'm just we'll saying, I'm just yeah, saying we could yeah. maybe let people know where we're kicking off from at one time on, yeah, on the I mean, third. I mean, you know, that. anything could happen. Anything could happen. And what's I'm next so year, twenty twenty? I am too. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So that right. is what we told you about the uh, <laughs> crawl. The time is now 8.20 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning World, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Judge Cruz, Checking what's in. up? Good way. Good, uh, good morning to you. Jim Mendoza says, yes. And Norma Peterson says, and Dora says, way to go left ventricle. That's right. The beating <laughs> heart of River Street. That's what it it's is. right here. McCarty Mills is the left ventricle. It is the beating. It is the, the, the point where all the blood cells are flowing to right there. All right. So we got Coco Crawl. The one other event uh, just to throw on your radar, which is happening before the Coco Crawl, uh, is the um, November 30th. I just want to draw attention to this because I think that it's a thing that some of our uh, listeners might be interested in is... Um, November is Homelessness Awareness Month, and the former director of Hassett House, uh, Diane Nyland, will be in town. She uh, used to run the place for years and years and years, uh, and she has now become an advocate all over the country for homelessness issues. She will be uh, talking at the Prisco Center uh, uh, at 1 p.m. on Tuesday, 
November 30th. So if you would like to learn more about um, just homelessness issues in town, uh, in the community and the country overall, she's just an amazing person to hear speak on this topic. Uh, she uh, was really instrumental in passing the Education for Homeless Children Act in 1994 in Illinois um, and the and federally what's known as the McKinney-Vento Act. And what that does is it helps school districts identify when kids are homeless um, because kids in schools don't always look homeless. A lot of times it just looks like they're kind of like they're not sleeping on the streets so much as they're bouncing from like around relatives' houses and on couches and things like that. And what this act did was mandated that school districts are required to help those kids get back and forth to their home schools, even if they don't have uh, homes in those districts anymore. So it's really the idea is to really help um, kids get achieve some level of stability in their homes uh, or in their in their lives, even if their homes are moving. So. Um, it should be a really, really good talk. Uh, that's 1 p.m. on November 30th uh, at the Prisco. Um, yeah, and uh, the Prisco Center, as it says here, located at 150 West Illinois Avenue. So you guys check it out. Yeah, that's corner um, of uh, Illinois and 31. Illinois yeah, and 31, yeah. Um, good story. Yeah. Good story. All right. Um, I... You know, we we were doing last year, as many of you guys will recall, there was consternation, not the word of the day, but there was consternation about the fact that the Aurora Police Department did not have body cameras. Uh, many listening sessions and other things were created after the rioting here in the city uh, following the murder of George Floyd. And... One of the things, if not the thing, that was demanded, and I use that word specifically, it was in the list of demands that many activist groups signed on to. Signed on yeah, to. Yeah, there's petition circulating. Was the need for all Aurora police officers to have body cameras. And it just so happens that just this week, there is a story uh, in our friendly Beacon News that Aurora police officers will begin wearing body cameras. I'm going to give you the little, uh, give you the the juice right now, and then we'll talk about what I don't think is cool. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. Let's go. Let's go. All Aurora police officers will begin wearing body cameras in January. Aurora chief, uh, blah. We're getting there. That's how y'all know it's going to be good. Like, damn, he messed up. As soon as he started talking. All right. All Aurora police officers will begin wearing body cameras in January. Aurora Police Chief Keith Cross said in the last month, 21 officers have been completing final body camera tests as they work with the police IT department and administrators to determine internal procedures before the cameras are rolled out to the entire department. All officers will be trained in the use of body cameras in January. And Mr. Cross said that at a city council finance committee meeting at the end of October. Now listen very Closely. Officials had initially predicted that the body cameras would be in use by mid-2021, but there were delays in implementing the technology. Police spokesman Paris Lubell said the department is working with its IT department to ensure the body cameras are integrated with the records and dispatch systems. I mean, duh, collect records and dispatch, right? You can sync with that. Oh, I'm going to 22, 
Damn, I gave my whole joint. Uh, we're going to Five East Downer Place. Boom. You know, and okay, we can see where we're going. He says, we want to test it to make sure before we throw all the cameras on the street and something isn't connected properly. The department also had to expand its program. From 275 cameras for officers assigned to neighborhood policing and investigative service bureaus to having cameras for all sworn officers. So did you did you hit that? Can you uh, let us do it again? <laughs> We're the department also had to expand its program from 275 cameras for officers assigned to neighborhood policing and investigative service bureaus to having cameras for all sworn police personnel. So the initial deployment, word of the day is deployment. Oh, okay. The, the initial deployment was only for police officers in two sections. Now all police will have the cameras. And yet, and this is just an observation, because I've already been seeing the comments. I've been seeing the scuttlebutt. And yet, a lot of people who were saying that we demand cameras and we demand them now, those same people are now coming out of the woodwork saying, these cameras aren't nothing. We don't want cameras. We want... We want, the, we want qualified immunity. We want donuts. We want... Oh, I do want donuts. Water. Wait, can I have donuts? The shifting of the goalpost. I do too. <laughs> yeah. The shifting of the goalpost at this time is quite disheartening. Because to me personally, these are my words. To me personally, it perfectly encapsulates. Hit, hit, him with, hit him with a second joint. No, <laughs> get it, give him two. Give him okay, two today. We love him. We love y'all. <laughs> give him two today encapsulates that perfectly encapsulates that these same people were never in it for the issue they weren't in it for that Do they you, were just in it to be they were just in it to be loud 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 that was it i mean they said, we don't want this. We want cameras. Now they got cameras. Uh, who said anything about cameras? Yeah, so do you think there's, being charitable here, do you think that there's any anything to the, um, we made progress and now we need more progress, right, argument? Like, of course right, there is. Right, yeah, yeah. So like, I personally didn't want, me personally, I, cameras don't matter. I want the end of qualified immunity. That's the right. only thing I care about. Right. I, I, you know, I don't I don't care if they get tanks, rockets, and missiles. You know, I, I just don't want qualified. Well, we immunity. sort of have a tank. Well, we have do. you been? I've ridden around in the Bearcat, right? That's that's basically. So uh, at Christmas, sometimes the the cops, the the Aurora Police Department. At least I I've had the chance to run, to ride around with them once uh, to photograph this. They give. Uh, gifts to some of the kids uh, in the neighborhood that they know that are in need and they ride Santa rides around in the Bearcat uh, and that thing is is based it's Look, uh, a little concerning listen let me tell you something whether it's a tank a shank or walking the plank what I'm saying is is that 
To be effective in what you are trying to do, especially when it addresses the underlying issues that you march on, and you got bottles of water, and you got granola bars, and now you're shutting down the intersection. When you get the win. Celebrate the win. Celebrate the win. Yeah. I would agree. I think that I... And and don't be flip-floppy, because... Yeah, like, so there are lots and lots and lots of reasons why... The time is 8.30 a.m. There there are plenty of very valid reasons why, uh, you know, there's an adversarial relationship on the national level, right, between um, communities of color and uh, police, like, law enforcement agencies, right? Um, Like, valid, totally valid reasons. The question is, do we approach these things... um, there's and it depends on your perspective because if you have an abolish the police perspective then there's not really a collaborative approach uh to improving law enforcement there uh, which some people have that perspective totally valid but uh, the majority of americans have a let's reform local law enforcement so that it's working for everybody um perspective and if that's your perspective if that's where you're coming from if you're coming from any place other than abolish the police department um then uh, approaching these conversations like in a collaborative way is going to be a more um productive probably conversation so celebrating we finally got the body cameras awesome what's next is like right. is the approach word to up. take word up see that's what i'm talking so, about that's what I, and dora yeah. sanchez soto says it here real well because those who are louder wanted to be heard not the majority so common in communities we all belong and deserve to be heard our community embraces our apd ben geller we work together to build our neighborhood and support one another um and this is Josue Pais. When they had the riots, there was a big giant tank. I took a picture. Yes, there was a big giant tank in downtown Aurora. That was the National Guard's tank that came down, and they had they were like parading. Sandra White. Good morning, yes, Nancy I Ortiz. That. I saw that tank. Nancy Ortiz. Good morning, dear friend. How are you? Um, and Tracy Duran, what's up? But look, and then we will, you know, and then we because we got more news to talk about here. Look, I want to say it one more time, one more time, and then I'll be done with it. I promise y'all. You know, I you you guys know how we do. Just passionate. That's all. It's a us thing. Look. We, you can catch more bees with honey than you can with vinegar. Okay? If you want to make positive, long-lasting change, it really helps. If you know, A, what you're talking about, and B, how to be a sober-minded and effective communicator, despite what the issue may be, that will always stand you in better stead than throwing rocks and yelling in a bullhorn and crumbling like tissue paper when you're asked the basic questions. Yes. But that's just me. The so, time is now 8. What time is it? 8.33? Oh, yeah. Can, I, can we keep going? No, keep like going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. So I think that I think uh, there's kind of two, two thrusts here. Grace one, Cornell, what up? One is the uh, perspective and ultimate end goal from which you're coming from. And two is the integrity of uh, how you are engaging in that discourse. So on, uh, when, it, when we're talking about perspective, you, there are, are 
actually rational, like good people who are on this perspective on the abolish the police. Like there are other ways to handle um, what we call criminality in, mm -hmm. in the country. Uh, and there are uh, also very good rational people in the like, what if we just tweak some things, like not letting them beat people, you know, uh, or qualified immunity, mm -hmm. right? Um, there, like, uh, so that's a whole spectrum of of uh, opinion on what to do, the what to do about policing, of which I actually fall pretty far over to the extreme, like, you know, there are other countries that don't really handle policing like this at all, and we could maybe explore some of those options. Um, but so that's that's the what to do about it. Then there's the how do we approach this conversation, and um, that's that's a question of, and I think a thing that is the thing that may be really riling you up right now, and, and this is valid, is like, how, are you having integrity when you're coming to this conversation, right? Are you out there yes. throwing water bottles at cops, uh, which, like, when you know, when the whole the when the riot broke out in downtown Aurora, that was the first thing that got lobbed back and forth, right, and happened in a bunch of different. Um, communities, right? Or sure. are you bringing sure. water bottles to the discussion to sit down and like figure out, well, how are we fixing Casildo, it? What's next? Casildo Casey Cuevas plants a great flag in the conversation, which I will carry that flag, sir, and I'll plant it as well. The grassroots organizations that I was part of demanded cameras and also the qualified immunity subject matter. I haven't heard the negativity from the grassroots organizations of flipping on those two subjects. They want accountability and transparency, which was on the letter of demands. I will research it, see if there was a flip. Well said. I, because mind you, I even though I said grassroots organizations, I was not in any way trying to conflate Y'all getting a lot of good words today, but I'm not, that's not, y'all gonna get three. We gave y'all two. We gave y'all two. <laughs> uh, we might do that Monday. Maybe you can have that now, but, um, but I was not trying to conflate or besmirch at all. Besmirch is also good. Any, Man. any of the real, true, dyed-in-the-wool community partners like Mr. Cuevas, who's part of the Know Your Rights form, actually Talking the talk and walking the walk? No. So I apologize if I did mix that up. What I, I'm saying is, is that the the level of pessimism in certain sectors in the city for an issue that they advocated for is a little bit too high. A little bit too high. I would also say, wait, I had a thought. Hold on. No, this is really important. Oh, any um, so any social justice movement, right? Anytime you're trying to make progress on deeply embedded, deeply ingrained issues in communities or in the national discourse, you need folks who are really, like, who are just, like, who seem really far afield and you need your centrists, right? That's how organizations move forward. You have your people who are, like, like deeply embedded in the idealism and are keeping uh, those who care about the issue rooted in what you know is right. right. And then you have your um, uh, more centrist folks in the movement who are more cons like really organized around ideas of, okay, but pragmatically, how do we make the progress? Right. right. So like the best comp the, you know, how I would put this uh, into, if you're talking about another conversation, just to sort of explain it, right? Uh, when it comes to animal rights, most people are like, probably you shouldn't treat animals that way in slaughterhouses, right? Like that's a little messed up or like in, in chicken, uh, like raising facilities or whatever, like that's a little messed up and we would like to see more integrity in our food things. Uh, but then you also have PETA over here who's like, you should never ride a horse ever. Like it's evil. Um, so uh, when you have those that 
and I think we have that in the police discussion on the national level for sure. Um, all of those voices are really important for moving the discussion forward. Word up. I think. Word up. So Tracy Duran, I said hi to you, right? Yeah, I think we did say hi to Tracy Duran. All right, before we get into the uplifting story. Oh, no, that's good. I'm really glad we have that. Monica, if you <laughs> if you would be so kind. Hold on. Corsildo says, I think there are certain people who will always be unsatisfied, sadly. But that small portion of people are not reflective of the true grassroots organizations, in my humble opinion. Maria Trito, what's up? Well said, sir. I mean, well truth about life. Said. There's always people upset about something. Word. Um, yes, Monica, if you'd be so kind. Take us to a commercial. Let us know what it is. A free caregiver seminar will take place on Tuesday the 30th from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Enjoy motivational speaker and renowned author Loretta Vinny in a conversation called Moving Caregivers from I Give Up to I Got This. This seminar, sponsored by Age Guide, Alzheimer's Association, and AARP, will present tools that every caregiver needs to thrive with confidence. To register, I will be sharing that registration link with you all in our chat. There's a helpful and fun family event coming up on the month of December, working with great sponsors and community partners. The Neighbor Project and Aurora FEC, the Financial Empowerment Center, will provide information and more resources for free at this event. The date is December 11th, and the event will be from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at 1 East Benton, Gallery 1904, which is the lower level. Santa will also be on hand for cool holiday photos. Health resources will be provided by our friends of the VNA Healthcare as well. Please help spread the word and come out to this great event. There will be food, a DJ, and many great vendors. For more information, visit the link that I'll be sharing with you all in our chat. Right. Super right. Extra right. Riggedy right. Okay. Uh, please join State Representative Barbara Hernandez, Alderwoman Wani Garza, and Casildo and Anna Cuevas for Know Your Rights Workshop. Representatives from the ICIRR Family Focus and others. Uh, Monica mentioned this will be taking place at Sacred Heart Church, 755 Fulton Street. Candice Skirpsik, good morning to you as well, dear friend. Good to see you. Shout good out to, to ICIRR. And so shout out to Sandra White. Word up. All you people. Deployment. The action of bringing resources into effective action. Couldn't have said it better. Myself. Okay. All right. What else we got? What do we got? There is a... Apartment building? We got to talk gifts to the military. What do you want? We do. Hold on. But let's do John Russell. Let's do John Russell. Let's, yeah. Then we'll let's the talk apartment. about the nicest, most dedicated Auroran... That you do not know, so um, that you sh who you should know because he's basically amazing, and I'm not just saying that because he gave me my first big girl job out of college. So um, John Russell Day was yesterday in Aurora. Um, he is uh, the city's was as of yesterday the city's uh grant writer um and prior to that 
he was the editor for the Beacon News for years and years and years and years and years. When when John Russell started, there were still paper boys like on bikes throwing your paper, which actually was sizable and required like heaving to throw. You need an arm um, for that. Right, 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 right. It was Jordan like, Eichelberger, what's up, I baby? Think, Good morning. I think when John Russell, I think the, the game paper boy was still like relevant to when John Russell started working at the at the Beacon. So um, and actually, it was sort of a family thing. He and his wife, Kathy, who uh, passed earlier uh, well, last year, uh, also worked at the newspaper. Um, and so John was responsible for really directing and shaping so much of all of the news that you heard, that you heard or read for, for just, like, years. Uh, and as importantly, he was also responsible for raising a generation of young reporters who all mostly eventually realized that they needed to be able to afford to eat. And so a lot of them have scattered into things other than like strict journalism as we think about it, um, myself included. But uh, what made John so amazing was uh, his dedication to this city. And it was a little known secret that um, every uh, whenever you interviewed to be a reporter to be added to the Beacon News staff, there was always one question that John would ask, and it was, why do you want to be a reporter? And uh, most journalism kids, or a lot of them anyway, uh, will respond with something like, oh, I really love to write, or something like that. But the answer that you have to get right if you were added to the staff was it had to be something akin to, I want to change the world. So I'm, gonna, I'm getting a little overclipped. <laughs> so, uh, like, not only did John have that ethos for himself, but he also raised just a generation of, of Aurorans who felt the same way. Okay, take it. You have to take a mic. Take a mic. Um, Mr. Russell is, he holds, he holds a great distinction. Uh, he was hired while Tom Weiser was still mayor. Uh, but during the past eight years, he's the first grant writer the city ever had. Uh, despite, you know, even with his fantastic record of being a newsman. Mm -hmm. uh, during the past eight years, he's helped bring $17.8 million in 125 grants to the city government, as well as 20 state, national, and international awards. Uh, he said that most of those were grants between $10,000 and $50,000 for things such as parks and playgrounds and sometimes equipment for different departments. Um, Irvin also referred to the 38 years he spent at the Beacon, most of that as city editor. He started out as a reporter and worked as a copy editor, too. Um, yeah. Uh, he says that during his time at the Beacon News, it really has been an honor to work with so many different people. Quote, I'm amazed at how dedicated people are who work for the city of Aurora. Um, and according to Alderwoman Shakita Hart Burns of our 7th Ward, um, she said she's known for many, many years. He's a hard worker, and whoever fills, follows you has big shoes to fill. And I like to think that those shoes will just be retired. They'll be bronzed because you can't fill shoes like that. No. So shouts out to John Russell. Eight years, $17.8 million in, two, in 125 grants. That um, is, 
is that's, that's that's it's like, that's like that's like a that's surgical precision and it's nothing it compares nothing to all of the work that he did the news came in the town for so long so uh actually it was really funny because i was on a um a uh, a webinar with like the NEA or something like that um, a couple months ago trying to uh, learn about how to get grant funding for different projects when I was down in Oswego and uh, then I hear a voice come on uh, the webinar asking a question about funding for mural preservation or something like that and I was like I know that voice <laughs> uh, so even uh, he I mean he was working up until I'm sure the last very last uh, minute of his day trying to do something good for Aurora. As many of you listeners and fans of our show know, once upon a time we used to record at the corner of Broadway and Benton. And uh, one morning while walking with the Good Morning Aurora hoodie on, a man who I later learned was John Russell stopped me and said, God damn no, it. No, I, I, I heard of that. <laughs> Is that you? I was like, yeah, how you doing? And... Uh, I would see him every day after he parked, and I would go uh, to where we are now. Okay. Good man. We're going to try and get All right. right here. So, Casoto says, John is a great person. Matt, respect so for him. Good. Always helped at events with a smile when he when uh, Casilda was on the Aurora Hispanic Heritage Advisory Board. Dan Barrero, I had the pleasure of working with John for eight years. He was great to work with, and he always pitched in for events. Absolutely wonderful. Gloria uh, Gerardo was here. Good morning, too. I hope you have a nice day and weekend. And to, Okay, stay safe out there. Thank you very much, Gloria. John has the distinction of having two John Russell That's days. true. His first I one was, was under Mayor Wisner eight years ago. I, that's true. I was uh, at uh, the other John Russell Proclamation Day at a bar, mm. of course, which is where proclamations should be read. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was his retirement from the from the beginning. Damn. So, yeah. What day mm -hmm. is that? I don't know. Uh, but it was it was the uh, we can look that up. We can look it up. Uh, it Dan was, Santis is here. Good morning, yeah. Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was the day that he uh, he. Left. Dan Santis is a friend of our show. He is the general manager of Bally Doyle, located at twenty eight West New York Street. What is up to you, Dan Santis? Go in Bally Doyle. Check it out. Tell them that you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. And when you go in there and walk around to the back and you see a gentleman by the name of Mark or a young lady by the name of Abby, order of Veltons. Let them know that Good Morning Aurora sent you. The time is now 8.48 a.m. What else we got? I, peace and blessings. Y'all have a good weekend. Curtis, hit me up. I got you, big dog. That's whole sway. Yeah, um, now, here's what I wanted to say. Um, Nora Peterson said potentially about the uh, Coco crawl and seeing what's up. We'll, we'll, we'll check and see where we're everybody's gonna, at. And we'll, we'll see what's happening. Uh, okay. Um, now, we'll we told you folks a month ago about uh, development coming in the lot where uh, Jake's Bagel is. Royal City Council set to vote next week on 246 units, $70 million apartment complex along the river. Uh, DAC Developments. Mm -hmm. Jeanette, what can you tell us about this? Uh, that it's, uh, we're getting a cool apartment building. I mean... Karina LaFontaine! Unfortunately, we're getting a, an apartment building. I mean, oh, I real quick. Karina! Okay, all right. Good morning. 
Yeah, so, okay, so this apartment building, uh, it's right there, on, it's gonna be right there on Broadway, uh, it, it's, they've got new renderings of it, it's basically coming right up onto Broadway, and then on the backside of it, there'll be like a pool courtyard that'll look out onto the river, they're supposed to be keeping a whole bunch of green space there, uh, it's, this is a weird thing that I had not heard of, because I don't think I have enough money to, uh, have heard of such a, a feature in an apartment building, but apparently the way they've got the parking deck, uh, designed is that you will be able to park on the same level as your apartment is. Oh, that's fly. I guess, yeah, like, I, I don't mind a couple of stairs personally, but it's if fly you... until you get carjacked and robbed at the <laughs> same time. Damn. <laughs> I gotta know you live right here. Keep going, fool. Don't lose your keys, right? <laughs> Like, damn. So, uh, yeah. With the TV or the Jeep, what you want, bruh? Uh, yeah, so um, this developer apparently is known for doing those kinds of fancy things in their apartment. Uh, things like tenant coffee houses, bike shops, swimming pools, blah, 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 and other towns. Uh, I really hope they don't put in a tenant coffee house. Uh, or maybe, you know what? I don't know. Do we? Ha I don't know if we have enough places to get coffee in downtown Aurora. Maybe it's time for another one. I, you know, just a, uh, what's the another bar in that's that's what the tenants want they want another bar just yeah anyway <laughs> so so that's coming uh i it's going on the consent agenda for tuesday's meeting which means it is it in, will be it passed. is anticipated to pass i technically they could pull something from consent agenda but um so i'm in favor of it even with the 6.7 million dollars in incentives as part of the project even with the five thousand dollars that the developer gave to the mayor's campaign i just you know it's fine word up <laughs> um so the aurora city council 246 units 70 million dollar apartment complex um so let's keep going <clears throat> oh let's go so new apartments there we go um quote we're bringing a new highly amenitized building to the riverfront of aurora this is what we're known for that's according to daniel resco president owner of dac developments uh places like wheeling and displays are two locations where the uh their architecture and style can be seen in their housing now i like this quote here quote we're trying to create an open atmosphere it's a connection between the street and city life and the river. That's according to Adam Lavery, senior associate at Papa George Hames Partners in Chicago. Along the riverfront, developers would create that open space that Jeanette just talked about, 310 parking spaces, uh, 6.7 million in incentives already. DAC Developments would commit about 11 million of its own equity into the project and would secure about a $50 million loan according to the development agreement the city would give dac a nine hundred and sixty three thousand dollar forgivable loan up front and about another two million in 2022 i love this man's writing what i, I love how this man writes <laughs> i love how he writes shout out steve the um... poignancy you're not leaving looking at pictures. He just paints. He, your mind is a blank canvas. And so, he just splashes it with words. And you get every single, you get it. So what I, I love how he writes. What I do think is significant about this, uh, this development is uh, when you look at the renderings, it actually is 
Um, probably one of the first new build. I mean, it is like the first new building in a really long time in downtown Aurora. <clears throat> it's not a rehab. It's a it's brand new development, and it that really looks like it gets the this is a city vibe, right? Because so much of the development that happens, especially further out, is very suburban looking, right? We put we've got all this grass around. We've got all mm-hmm. these like things. This is like a uh, we are expanding the footprint of what downtown Aurora looks like, right? Because when you talk about this plot of land, it's sort of at the edge of the downtown core, and this will be um, sort of a this will be a building that really visually, in the mind of people who are walking, if you talk to urban planners and stuff like that, um, will be sort of connecting what is thought of as downtown Aurora. Will be sort of expanding that footprint towards River Edge Park. So. Um, it's cool. I think that's cool. I think that's a, a really good sign for this happening downtown in terms of um, just development, property value. Sort of Especially thing. that stretch of Broadway. Yeah, it's a little... Once you pass, like, literally the wall of La Quinta, pretty dead. That's a little, yeah. until River Edge Park begins. Unless you're hanging out at the township. Shout out Bill Couching. Um, yeah. Or unless you're... <laughs> Unless you are, it's people think of it as well, like their decks not even open no more. Oh, Jake's. A Jake's. Yeah. Well, it's cold, so I, I assume it'll probably open later. But Word yeah, up. I think a lot of times people don't connect in their minds um, how the proximity of River Edge Park to the rest of downtown, and it's because there's a lot of green space in between those. A bunch of people, it feels like oh, that's such a walk. Um, and the most you ever see from River Edge Park is occasionally after a concert once everyone's a little toasty if they're not done getting toasty they might make the long like what feels like a long trek down to like Bally Doyles or something for whatever if they see a tribute band at River Edge Park that night and they go see the tribute band uh, that's playing at Bally Doyles that evening right um, and so hopefully it seems kind of silly to say this because it's still the same amount of uh, mileage, right? Walking from one end to the other. But if it feels really developed and there's like a lot of things happening, then it feels like a shorter distance. And so developing these areas in this way where it's got a lot of visual interest uh, will encourage more foot traffic back and forth between the downtown proper and uh, River Edge Park. Downtown proper River Edge Park and what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for more developments on that front. Now, I want to, we will end with something that I found quite interesting as well. Uh, and I'm going to rant, end with this. There's a, a, a man from Naperville who, kind of in the realm of John Russell, there's only one John Russell, but a man in Naperville recently passed away. And he did, as with John Russell, he did the most. And it's interesting because we, in our current climate, especially politically, I don't think we see people anymore for what they have done or have stood for. Um, And I don't think we should forget that. So I'll make this brief. The time is now 8.56 a.m. Al Benson, what up, baby? Okay, longtime U.S. Congressman from Naperville, Harris Fawell, dead at 92. Excellent. No, not that. Not, not that the, came really wrong. Not that no, That's not the part we want to cut. Yeah, that was mad awkward. All right. 
Longtime U.S. Congressman from Naperville, Mr. Harris Falwell, recently passed at 92 years old. During a long career, first as state senator and then as a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Naperville, Harris Falwell was known for his fiscal conservatism, which included leading a, bar, a bipartisan pork busters coalition in Congress that decried excessive government spending on legislators' pet projects. Um, according to his former chief of staff, he prepared and worked tirelessly for every vote in the House, but he was also very patriotic about his country, so he was willing to diverge with his party from time to time. He was very opposed to wasteful spending, and he was willing to take on anybody to represent the taxpayers, and it would occasionally antagonize people in his own party, close quote. I love this guy. Mr. Falwell died from complications with Alzheimer's disease on November 11th at his home according to his wife of 66 years named Ruth. He'd been a resident of Naperville for more than half a century. Born in West Chicago, he was the son of Walter Falwell, who was at one time West Chicago's mayor. He grew up on a horse farm and graduated from West Chicago Community High School and earned a bachelor's degree from North Central College in Naperville in 1949. Shout out Cardinals. A gifted base baseball player, he earned a brief stint during college with the Detroit Tigers minor league affiliate in Greenville, South Carolina. And while he was in school, he and two of his brothers were members of the 1946 Fox Valley League championship baseball team from West Chicago, coached by Dad. After earning his law degree in Kent College of Law in 1952, his first professional jobs were as assistant state's attorney in DuPage County and then in private legal practice. He served from 1963 until 1977 as a Republican in the Illinois State Senate. He became known as a champion of local parks, including sponsoring legislation providing parks for special needs children and adults throughout the state. Another initiative to require developers to donate park land in communities was stymied by special interests, but resulted in Naperville City Council enacting a law requiring developers to donate land or cash to the city's park district. What a workaround. Brilliant. It continues. He was also one of only two Republican state senators to help support fair housing legislation in the 1960s. And he is also credited with having rewritten much of Illinois' property tax code while a state senator in the late 1960s. In 1976, he gave up his seat in the state Senate to make an ultimately unsuccessful bid in the GOP primary for the state Supreme Court from his area. I'm going to read that again. Because with so much winning, that doesn't even look like a loss. In 1976, he gave up his seat in the state Senate to make an ultimately unsuccessful bid in the GOP primary for the state Supreme Court from his area. After that, he returned to private law practice in the firm of Falwell, James, and Brooks, where his clients largely were municipalities and park districts. In 1984, he ran for a seat in the U.S. House's 13th Congressional District and won. He served seven terms in the House before retiring in 1999. He was a sponsor of 23 bills that eliminated some $2 billion in pork barrel projects, Quote, they had to defend their ideas, their requests in a hearing. That was the premise of the pork brusters, to get rid of some waste. Close quote. He was a gentleman, and he was good for our district. He represented us well. Um, wow. The whole thing, which, which, I, which I love about this article, which is written by a gentleman by the name of Bob Goldsboro, is that all of that, all of that, 
was over before I even finished high school. And I think with the with a record like that, what the world certainly needs more of are Harris Falwells, rest in peace, and John Russells. So I think that for this weekend, I hope that you guys all have a beautiful, fun weekend. We hope you have a good time out there tonight. Have you know, just be cool, be safe. But let's look at the legacy. And let's all try to be. Yeah, and be thinking about your legacy. John Russell. Like, what, are, what are you going to do? Right. Oh, and if any of you have decided recently to run for things, which we've been asking you to do for months and months and months, do let us know. Aren't you? Yeah. yeah. If you're going to run for something, let us know. All right. So the time is now 9.02 a.m. We went a couple minutes over, but we, we love you. That's why we talk a lot. You get a bonus. Um, any, Two-minute bonus. Anything you want to tell people before we go? Uh, no. Uh, I don't think so. I'll see you tonight at Winter Lights, the most charming uh, winter event of the year. It's all downhill from here, so go, go like I spent so very right. much. Uh, I, I miss my days dressing up as the polar bear. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Uh, I highly recommend the polar bear costume, by the way. It's the toastiest one. It keeps you nice. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourself and each other. Adios, Aurora. Thank mm -hmm. you.